Welcome to Comedians Talking Sports, the podcast where comedians talk sports. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Today's podcast is a very special two-parter that will be celebrating the Cleveland Cavaliers' victory over the Golden State Warriors, making them the 2015-2016 NBA champions. The first title in Cavs history and the first title for the city of Cleveland since 1964. That song you're hearing was the theme song from the Drew Carey Show, which famously took place in the city of Cleveland. Uh, I'm doing this because this is a big moment. It's a historic moment. Uh, Several great comedian friends of mine are from the city of Cleveland. They've long suffered. They've yearned for this moment. And um, I I had to do a two-parter. I I wanted to get comedian Rhea Butcher back on the show. She's been on a few times. One of my more popular guests. Uh, Great conversation there. And also Ryan Dalton. So I'm releasing these separately. This will be part one with Rhea. You'll hear first. This is your first time listening to the show. I don't normally dedicate a whole podcast to one specific team. I like to cover sports nationally, nationwide. I'm a Chicago myself, so yeah, I lean that way. I lean that way heavily. I won't deny it. I'm a bit of a homer. And look, this was just a big moment. And I know I've got some hockey listeners who are like, hey, how come you're not doing this for the Pittsburgh Penguins? The Penguins have won. Pittsburgh Penguins have won enough. Okay, they're a great team. I'm, I'm very happy for them. I was rooting for them over San Jose. I got some Pittsburgh friends too. But listen, this this was something. To come back from 3-1... It was historic. It was it was LeBron coming home, fulfilling that promise. The kid from Akron, doing it for Ohio, and it's it's something special. And I really wanted to get them out there. Being a, a diehard Cubs fan, I've always felt that kind of related to them in a way. But they're always very quick to tell me that I had the Bulls. That's true. I had Michael Jordan. I had the, the Blackhawks. The Stanley Cup's been in Chicago three times in the last seven seasons. Six seasons, seven seasons, six seasons. Either way, you know what I'm saying. They make great points. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Here is part one with Rhea Butcher. Rhea Butcher, so happy to have you on the podcast. (laughs) Hey, man, me too. (laughs) Given the historic moment that just took place just a couple days ago on Sunday, your beloved Cleveland Cavaliers. Ending uh, the city, the land, yeah, uh, believe land. Yes. Uh, no more mistake. By the Andy way, Andy Billman, thank the, you so much. <laughs> ends the fifty-two-year drought. Yeah. Uh, the now, last if he could just end the actual drought in California, yeah, that'd be, would all, be a hero. What a miracle worker. <laughs> One thing at a time. He already though. is a hero. One yeah. thing at a time. Yeah. Um, amazing. You are. Yeah. I, I. You know. I talked to you before the podcast. Obviously, you yeah. are still riding a ridiculous high. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I mean, like it's not going to go away. I don't think like at all. Because I'm so stoked that I got to see it in my way. So many, I've just been thinking about it so much, like how how many aspects and how many levels of this are so great, just so perfect through and through, because like he's from Akron. He's fr- he's grew up with the Cavs. Like he gets it, you and know, like just so many <sighs> things. Like he promised to do it. He got to do it. Like getting to see him and that picture of him just like absolutely crying on the court yeah. is like one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. You know, like winning games is an amazing thing, but promising to do something to a city that you came from and that he's continually given back to is like, I just can't even imagine how great he feels. You know, one of my notes actually is a kid from Akron is what mm-hmm. I wrote in the notes because mm-hmm. you yourself also a kid from Akron. Yeah. yeah. So and not only just from Akron, like, the thing, like Akron is, uh, I think it's the population is around two hundred fifty thousand people, so it's a sizable city. Sure, it's not 
uh, Chicago. It's not New York. It's not LA. It's not even like, I mean, I don't even it's know how many Cleveland. people are in Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, in the 50s, it was bigger than Cleveland. Really? Yeah, because it had more industry than Cleveland did. It was yeah, like it was on a this good Rust Belt town. Yeah, exactly. We invented uh, the vulcanization of rubber. And so that's why all the tire companies were there. Um, and we, it was like a crossroads, you know, like Youngstown, Pittsburgh, all that stuff came through. So steel. And roadway and all this stuff was in that town. And then, um, you I'm know, sure if you were going from New York to Chicago, you were passing through. Yeah, Africa. people. But I mean, there's like if you watch old movies like I just watched Hail Caesar on the plane, the Coen Brothers movie, which, by the way, I highly recommend. Did it's you very fly fun. American Airlines. No, I flew Delta. OK, because American Airlines, that was one of my choices. And I almost yeah. watched it. It's it was fun. As like a, a Cohen Brothers Hollywood thing. It's just fun. Um, and there's an Akron reference in that. Like one of the actors is from Akron. So like in the 50s, 40s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, Akron was like a, a booming place. There's a reference in Color of Money, which is also a sports movie. There's a big Akron Open. There's I played pool PGA pool tournament there. Yeah, Color of Money that takes place in Chicago. Oh, you did hall. on yeah. Lincoln? Uh, there's yeah. two, it takes, uh, two locations. There was one in Lincoln and the one on Milwaukee Avenue. There's mm -hmm. one on Milwaukee near Lawrence. Oh, awesome. And I used to walk there in grade school when I was in eighth grade. Yeah. They would sell cigarettes to underage kids. <laughs> so great. my friends would. I, I didn't really smoke. Maybe I'd have yeah. one in there because, you know, your friends are doing course, it and yeah. you're an idiot. And you're um, playing pool. Yeah. And they had all the, uh, and you're walking up the stairs. The place was so grimy, but it felt yeah. like, oh, this is oh, just that's like so the movie. awesome. That's I kind of so like great. those throwback places like that. Yeah. So you're, when you saw Hail Caesar and you, you saw the Akron reference, were you thinking, okay, this is another sign? I mean, I. Were you feeling like the stars were aligning? It's one of those that, like, I, I have been a Cleveland sports fan my entire life. Like I started with baseball and, you know, I had like the Braves fandom in my, my house and my family only really liked baseball. Like they didn't watch football. And honestly, the men in my family are not even sports fans. So it's like all the women in my family were sports fans. So we watched baseball. So I grew up with the Indians with, uh, you know, uh, Corey Snyder was like my favorite player growing up. And then it, the early Indians. And then as I got older, basketball was getting really popular in the early nineties, obviously through Michael Jordan and sure. uh, other people. So I wanted to play basketball and then I got really into the Cavs and the bulls. I mean, everybody liked the bulls, like liking the bulls was just a thing. Like you didn't, it didn't, when you're a kid, you know, like, of course you like Michael Jordan. You couldn't not like, Michael I didn't Jordan. realize that like I grown up in Chicago. I knew everyone I knew loved mm -hmm. the bulls. But when I started traveling, doing stand-up, I would meet people. I remember the first time I was in New York, it was like May, so the playoffs mm -hmm. were going on. The Knicks weren't in it, but the Bulls were playing the Heat at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember everyone in the bar was going nuts for the Bulls. I'm like, man, do people hate the Heat this much? <laughs> I, 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 instead of the one guy, because I knew he was from New York, the bartender, I said, I figured you guys would have hated the Bulls because of what happened in the 90s. And he's like... I, I absolutely hate you guys. Like, I hate the Bulls. Can't <laughs> yeah. stand them. Yeah. But he was like, but damn it, do I respect Michael Jordan? Yeah. And, and they were, you know, every time you guys would beat us, we'd mm -hmm. be like, damn. But then we'd be like, that was pretty awesome, though. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, I didn't know it was that far. I mean, I Jordan mean, to was me, the it was first. Like, he was an empire. Yeah. McDonald's. It's like what, it was like watching the Ghostbusters cartoon. Like, of course you watched it. Like, you sure. watched, I watched NBA Inside Stuff. You know, like, it just, you just liked the Bulls. Like, there was no... Because I was a kid, too, so the rivalry stuff hadn't come in, and it wasn't coming down from a parent, you know, watching basketball. I yes. just watched basketball, so I just loved it. And so, But I was a Cavs fan because that was my team, so I, like, loved that team. And Larry Nance, very competitive Hot Rod teams. Williams, Craig Elo. Like, I loved all those. I mean, I, I used to see those guys at the mall. Really? Yes, oh, there were these cool. two malls that I went to in Akron. Uh, I 
Rolling Acres was my mall. So anybody that's from Akron or Northeastern Ohio knows the mall that I'm talking about right now. And it was like the rough and tumble one. I don't know why. Because maybe because the word rolling makes me think like it's like skate kids. There's a lot of skateboarder kids mm-hmm, hanging no. out there. No? Okay. Way off. <laughs> no, it was mostly like gangster kids. Because okay. that's a, I, it's a long way of me getting back to like my neighborhood talking about the industrial stuff. The neighborhood that I'm from and the neighborhood that LeBron James is from is essentially the same neighborhood. Like, oh, we are really not cool. only from the same town, we are from the same area of the city that we're both from. Because he lived on the one side of 76, which bisects Akron, and I lived on the other side of 76. Both sides, bad neighborhood. I'm from Kenmore, Ohio, which was its own town for a long time until the 40s, I think, and then it incorporated, which was probably the worst move that it ever did. <laughs> but it was, like, a sketchy part of town. Like, when I... The last time I was home, I got picked up by an Enterprise rent-a-car, and uh, he was like, oh, you visiting home? I was like, yeah, I'm from here. He's like, oh, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from Kenmore, and he went, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> he had a guttural reaction to where I was from. Oh, wow. Like, it's not great, but I'm proud to be from there, and like LeBron posts about Kenmore football and stuff all the time, like, or Kenmore sports teams and stuff. It's very cool that he gives back that much, but we're from like the same depressed part of town. That's great, and, and does it at all bother you that you have a long road to go to be the most famous person from Akron? No, not at all. <laughs> I would be happy with like a tenth, or not even a tenth, like a millionth of what There's that guy's. A, I, I, mean, I will put it out there right now. Everyone listening. Rhea Butcher will end up being the second most famous person from Akron, Ohio. I hope so. I, I, but there's I, a, there's a lot of famous people from Akron, Ohio. I will be though. the 3,000th most famous from Chicago. <laughs> sure. I apologize that you have a major metropolitan city to be from. Well, I will say this, though. I am actually from within the city. There are a lot of people who could claim Chicago, but yes. they're from outside. So maybe yes. I could get a little higher on the I'll still yeah, never you be could. not top 100, but maybe I could get a little higher. Just from yeah, you're Chicago proper. Yeah, I could do that. Although mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner grew up in the next neighborhood over. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough to do. That is him. tough, but you know. Bonnie Hunt grew up four blocks away. Yeah. I think I could beat Bonnie Hunt. She's done you much could beat lately. Yeah. She's pretty great, though. She's great. Um, she is cool. She worked at the Dairy Queen I used to go to all the time. They had her picture on the wall. <laughs> yeah. They did. They had a That's thing great. that said Bonnie Hunt worked here from like 1979 In her uniform or, or anything? No, it was just, just a picture a, just of her. Just a headshot. She worked there when she was like in high school or something yeah. like that. Well, I heard that's her talk adorable. about it too. It was. Uh, so you have uh, LeBron James. I have Bonnie Hunt. Yeah. I feel like that's not even close. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So talking about LeBron. Yes. When he was this phenom in high school, yes. you were aware of him. I mean, the whole Absolutely. country was. I used to see him driving to school in the mornings because we... Uh, he went to St. Vincent, St. Mary's, obviously, and I went to Archbishop Hoban High School, which was the rival Catholic high school. And he was like choosing between the, well, three schools. It was St. V's, Hoban, and Walsh. Those were like the top three schools you could go and to. One of those all Catholic in schools? Akron. All Catholic schools. The best schools you could go to, the air quotes, best schools you could go to in Akron were the Catholic schools he had to pay for. Yeah, private school, basically. Private school. And uh, so we both got on to 76 at. Uh, East Avenue. What kind of car was he driving? Oh, it was his mom's gold Hummer that St. V's got her, and she got in a lot of trouble for it. And I used I to hear about that. it on the radio every morning. And when I was a kid, I used to be like, oh, how they, oh, this is so terrible, blah, blah, blah. But now I look back and I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, they, she had nothing. She raised him from nothing alone. I mean, not alone, but because, like, she had a community that helped her, but alone. I have, I have a joke on my album where I talk about, I remember being on Deadbeat Dads, and mm-hmm. I mentioned LeBron James. Yes. Yeah. His dad left when he was like 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I say, how do you walk out an 18-month-old baby that already had a size 7 shoe? I mean, <laughs> yes, you not see yeah. a future there. But yeah, he, her, his mom. Um, I mean, she, he has her last job. name. 
Yeah, you know, that's the, true. That's People like, don't realize that. No, they don't. I wish I they did. I didn't even realize that really until today. I only found that out. I did find that out within a couple years. Mm-hmm. Someone brought that up. It's actually, you no, know, when I was investigating the joke, mm-hmm. because oh, I was yeah. doing a whole thing about all the deadbeat dads out right. there. Um, I talk about M&M's, you know, so I was trying to research when his dad left him. And uh, that's when I found that out. Yeah. And that is something that should be celebrated a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. Or, or yeah, for sure. talked about at least. It should be yeah. mentioned. Yeah. I mean, you know, we as a culture have a lot against women. And so I think, you know, that's part of why we're not celebrating. We just generally are like, oh, what can we find wrong about this person? You know? Fair and, enough. Because yeah, she's been kind of shit on. And that's why. Well, yeah, there's that, that rumor, whether it's true or not, it still was not, it shouldn't be public place. Remember that rumor where he, she, one of the, players oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. around or something like that also like who gives a shit who gives a shit also (laughs) uh it's it's between i guess you could make an argument that's not between lebron it's between his mom and whatever i think it was west Delmonte west i think uh it's between gloria and whoever the dude is you know like i want to know now i can't remember what what his dad's last name is I just looked at it. Um, I think I might even have it on my. If you have it on your phone, don't. I don't, mean, they know who it you is. Have to dig it yeah. up. Yeah, I, I think, think I might he, have it. I think he knows who his dad is. His dad, I guess, was a guy from what I read yeah, I once. Have. I closed it. He was a really good high school athlete. But something like just, Williams or something. Um, see, well, he should be happy. He's LeBron James because yeah, King LeBron James Williams. is the nickname. <laughs> yeah. If he was, if his, last, if his last name was LeBron Williams, they would not have called him King. No, not they at all. The King off the. It would have been James like play. LeBron Hot Rod Williams or something. Yeah, Hot Rod Two. You know, something like, like that or, or LW. No, that wouldn't have worked. I don't yeah. know what other name they would. Have given I mean, there's just so many things that are so, like he won the day before the first day of summer, which is the longest day of the year. So he got to have the the longest day of the year to I enjoy saw your tweet. this. That was like cool. it just. So many things. He's having fun on Instagram right now, too. Oh, yeah. And him wearing that uh, Ultimate Warrior shirt when he got off the plane with the Kermit sipping tea. Like, I just... Here's another thing. I want to know if he has, like, a friend in his group or someone's like, here's the shirt you're wearing. Well, I mean, it's... You know where that shirt's from? It's from that homage company, which is also where I got uh, this shirt, which is the Miracle of Richfield. Yeah, I told you I... Won games like they didn't win the finals or anything. My cousin's doing his residency, he's a doctor at Ohio State. And for Christmas, he got me that 10 cent beer night show. Oh, yeah, from mm-hmm. uh, Old Municipal Stadium. Yeah, and that's that same company. Yeah, yeah they're a great it's, company, it's great quality. they're awesome. You guys sure. should check out their shirts because like they make really great throwback shirts that aren't like obnoxious. No, yeah, they, they're good. I really they like them. They just look a lot. like legit shirts. I really like them. I would recommend checking it out homage.com. Yeah. And gamble. all their stuff's made in the United States. Shirts, I'm a big fan of that. Shirts, all that stuff is made in the U.S. It's good so. quality, though, because mm-hmm. I got a shirt made in the United States recently, and it shrunk after one wash. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, the, I can these don't wear shrink, and the, the hems stay put. It's very nice. No, it's very good. They do a great job. Good company. So uh, you'd see him driving to school. Yeah. In the gold Hummer, which mm-hmm. was probably an obnoxious choice in retrospect. Sure. Yeah. yeah it, you know, I mean, whatever. it's like, hey, if you wanted to. It was 2001, 2002. Yeah. yeah no, it was. Yeah. This is before Inconvenient Truth came out. Yeah. This was, <laughs> yeah, 2000, because he graduated high school in 2003. Yeah. He's so. the same year as me. Mm-hmm. We're like two, I think I'm two months older than him. Yeah. I think it was his senior when his birthday is December 30th. Yes. So, 1984. Be, yeah. Be, um, September 21st, 1984. And he's done so much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just is like, I mean, he's out of this world. You know? he, he really is. That uh, that block is going to go down as one of the greatest defensive plays of all it's time. One of the, I mean, it the just gave me chills when you just said that. It was amazing. Yeah. That, also, like, the way he played that game, I was sitting in this chair that's next to you just going, like, I don't understand this choice. I don't understand this choice. And But I didn't say it's a bad choice. I just was like... 
This is a weird choice. Like the way it, the the pace that he decided to play that game. It was questionable in the first. I remember during halftime, we were a lot of us were talking, mm-hmm. and um, and I was kind of the voice of reason because you know when you're with a lot of oh, diehard yeah. Cavs fans, they don't want to think any bad thoughts. No, or no, anything. no, no, no. And I was I was careful. Of and that. you cannot put that out there no, because if I, you put I, it out there, you will. Oh, uh, I just yeah. I did not want to put that out there. Being mm-hmm. a, being a diehard Cubs fan and all that, you don't. You know, not that I, I've kind of gotten away from superstition. I used to be yeah. the most superstitious person, but still, I don't want to sure. mess with other people's superstitions. Yes. I have that much respect for them. I was kind of floating it out there because they were like, "Why is, why is he deferring so many times?" There was mm-hmm. like three or four times where he drove into the lane and had and a then chance you just and just toss it out. Yeah, yeah, no, it was the craziest. So I was trying to be devil's advocate. Where it's like, sure. I think he's conserving his energy. Yes. I think a lot of times yeah. in the past he would go off in the second quarter and then he'd and fall then have short of the four. Left. Yeah. So I think that's what he's trying to do. And I think it was just kind of a pacing thing. And yeah. he did. And also, g- it was a grind on Golden State, too. You know, it was. like to keep. Because, I mean, they had how many lead changes in that entire game and how many it, ties? It went back know? and forth. And whenever you thought one team was starting to run yeah. away with a little bit, they came back. That's the thing with the, uh, the NBA now when it's such a three point heavy <laughs> league. The three point shot is yeah. the shot now. Yeah. And th- I mean, there used to be when except I was for a- Steph Curry in the second half. That's true. It he was didn't. Not. He didn't. I know. Which was I, so I, I will talk about those two, him and Clay, particularly, really uh, shit in the bed. It's amazing to me how the league has changed and the game has changed. Remember when we were kids? Did you, oh, ever, yeah. you ever try to pretend to dunk on like a doorway or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? All the time. Now I feel like little kids are just like. For three, Shoots. throwing their socks. Shoot and it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all as far back as you can get it. You yeah, know, I'm like going to go across the beaters. living room with this one. Totally. The, yeah, no, it's crazy. It is crazy. And so it's his performance. Well, that's the, the way the game is now. What I was going to say is that with two teams, and, and people forget the Cavs were, the, were second in threes in the league. I mean, yeah. the Warriors were first by far. Sure. But again, regular season, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I really believe that nowadays. I mean, obviously, home court is huge, so you want to mm-hmm. get that. Yeah, but, but sometimes think, you show you don't want to show your hand. You don't no, want to show all. No, not at all. all your- and like Rodman had this crazy tweet that was like so petty, but at the same time, it's also true that he was like, you know, uh, Golden State great season, Cavs great performance in the finals, whatever it was. But but the Bulls ninety five ninety six best basketball team ever. And like, and then somebody posted a photo of Pippen with the record that was like doesn't mean anything without a championship, and that yeah, is true. Doesn't mean anything and without the ring. Golden State did not have that mentality like they just thought like i don't know they're just like dancing through everything and like that's not the attitude that's not it like you have to commit to what you're doing and you saw the look on their faces when they started to lose i think when they when the series was tied 3-3 i told my friends i'm like well i i I want the Cavs to win that way i look smart Mm -hmm. because i predicted it before the series started (laughs) so selfish another selfish reason was because i did want to keep the bulls legacy yeah and Third, hey man, I, me too. I just wanted, I wanted, I had, I wanted LeBron to win in Cleveland because I saw all my Cleveland friends and how much it would mean to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've grown to respect LeBron. I'll admit there were times in the past where maybe when he went to Miami, I wasn't sure. happy with him, but you know, that's, it's natural. But at the end of the day, the guy is one of the greatest players of all time. He's a great person yeah. too. And I yeah. feel like that gets overlooked way too often. All the time. All the time. You know, uh, did he make a couple bad PR moves here sure. or there? Sure. But yeah. so what? Uh, so I mean, there, people there was have a lot always of asked me, like, how, how do you feel about LeBron? Like, when he came back, you know, like, CJ Toledano, friend of the show, I'm sure, yes, was like, how do you feel it. about this? And, like, every comic knows that I'm from there, so, like, they always ask me, like, well, how do you feel about LeBron? Specifically that. I'm like, I think that the, the way he did it was, 
I'm sure he feels bad about the way he did it because like somebody told him wrong. Somebody told him the wrong thing to do. And I don't know that that was his fault. He was very young, but like, I get it. You, he had to leave. Like I left, I don't live there. I live in Los Angeles. Like I can't, I couldn't make it happen there. And he, the whole time he was gone, he never forgot where he was from. He still to this day in that in the in the press conferences talks about where he's from. He's always given back. He had the LeBron James Family Foundation. He gives kids bikes in that city. He's rebuilt every basketball court in the area that he's from. You know, like he gives back to where he's from, not just Akron in general. He he gave a millions of dollar scholarship to the University of Akron to like this group of kids in kindergarten. Like, they will go through their entire education knowing that they get to go to college, which yeah, will change the way kids, they go to school. Yeah, that will change the way they go through school, knowing that it is not only possible, but actually going to happen. And, and that is like graduate a, with debt. Yes, and that is a huge deal. That is It's a huge massive. thing, you know. That like, is a great thing. I think of it this way, uh, and I, was, I, I hated him after the decision mainly because I was still clean the hope that he'd go to the Bulls or <laughs> really I, I I just I didn't like the way it went down and I didn't like here's and then the the, the rally in Miami that he mm-hmm. had with Bosch and Wade yeah, yeah. where they were like not six not seven not eight saying all this and then I, I didn't like the idea in sports that superstars could get together over brunch and change a whole <laughs> yeah. league I thought right, I'm like yeah. this is a bad precedent but then you know you get some perspective because as mad as I was at him at the time mm-hmm. He's 20. I was 26. He was 26 at the time. Yeah. He was 20. But here's the difference, though. He was a 26 year old who was already worth $100 million, yeah. you know, counting endorsements, everything else. And he was a 26 year old who has been in the national public spotlight since he was 16 for mm-hmm. a decade. Yeah. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to do some dumb things. And because of it, it almost made me. I remember when everyone hated Justin Bieber two years ago. I was like, he's 20. I don't like, I'm not a fan of his music per se. Like, yeah. That one song's catchy. But like, uh, <laughs> yeah. start, you start to, when you get older, you start to look at everything where you're yes. like, I'm going to let that slide. You don't know the level of scrutiny people yeah. are under. Um, and I mean, he, now, like now, today, June 21st, 2016, like, it doesn't matter. He came back and he did it. He did yes. what he promised to do. And like, in, I mean, I just keep thinking about everything I'm doing, like putting together Ikea furniture and doing laundry. I just keep thinking about this over and over. Like, that's all I can think about is that, like, it t- it only took him 13 years, you know? It took him 13 years yeah. to fix something that t- was 52 years in the making. It was a, you know? a long road, and I'm sh- I think part of it probably made this sweeter. Yeah. The idea that yeah, did. he left, you were heartbroken, mm-hmm. the... the Pro- prodigal, how does that word go? Prod- prod- prodigal? Well, I can't talk. Prodigal. Prodigal, thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, tongue twister. Uh, not really, just tongue tied, I meant to say. Mm-hmm. He comes back, so mm-hmm. that you, he comes home, uh, which he, he wrote the beautiful, that he co wrote yes. this beautiful yeah. thing. I don't know why I said co wrote. Why am I taking away? He wrote this he great wrote it, thing yeah. uh, for, I think it was for Sports Illustrated, explaining why he wants to come home and all this stuff. And, and it was great. And, and, and again, you, all the charity work you just mentioned, put that all there, and it's a wonderful thing. And it really, it's something I said on the podcast last week where I talked about LeBron lovers and haters. And I want the lovers now to just know that the haters don't matter. Yeah, they don't. No, let, I, let that's talk. how I feel. Got, if you hate LeBron James now, if you hate him now, like I have nothing to say to you. Like yeah, you were just wrong. You're just actually, you're just actually wrong because like he did it all right. When we lost last year to golden state, when we had nothing but injuries and we, scraped and Deladova was on the ground every 30 seconds in every single game of the finals and we lost with 
I think he not a full roster. And LeBron James tried to do it himself. Did we like complain? Did we say any? No. Cleveland took another loss and said, "All right, next year." Now, in okay, the, next in, year. In the documentary Believe Land, yeah. they showed people at the, after they they lost to Golden State, and people said next year, and they had a look on their face like they believed it. Yeah, yeah. It reminded that's me of the Cleveland Cubs this said, past year. Every okay, next year. Okay, next year. Because okay, usually next year. when people because say next year, they in the back of their head they're like, "Yeah, next year." Yeah, you know what I mean, mean they're, it, they're heartbroken. A, I like I I relate to the Cubs because of my Cleveland sports fan, like. I, I don't know. It's so that I mean that document that thirty for thirty is so perfect because it just explains the whole thing. Did it's you such enjoy a, Believe Land? Oh, I love it so much. I've like I was direct messaging with Andy Billman like that night. I was and they're changing the ending. They're reshooting. I was gonna say yeah, they gotta add they, something. It's to coming it. out on the thirtieth. Like I think he's shooting there now at, for the parade and stuff, and like he's changing the ending to the documentary. Are they which is call just it like Believe Land two or I don't know. I think they're just gonna call it Believe Land. I because like think I legit think that that. Personally, that Ernest Biner moment when he looks into the camera and apologizes was something that changed everything. That was, you know what yeah, I mean? I, I was like, like, I didn't even know. I got teary-eyed watching that. And I'm like, I yeah. didn't even. I mean, it just like. No connection. Because it's, it's not just that we lose. It's that we get, we have come so close so many times and then just run into this unstoppable fort. You know what I mean? It like, it's like how the, the Cubs and Red Sox were that you don't just lose, you bring it to an art form Yeah, where you're like, how yes. are we going to screw the, how? I mean, particularly we 1997, right because I watched that documentary and I was like, oh my God, I put this out of my memory. Like I actually removed it from my brain because it hurts so much. Losing it's it interesting you with one that. strike in the bottom of the ninth. Edgar Renteria up the I, middle. I, I like Jose Mesa. I, and I that know. is actually the moment when I checked out of sports because I started high school and I was like skateboarding. I was like turning into this like punk rock thing. And I just I could I actually couldn't do it anymore <laughs> because I watched us lose so many times that I just was like, I can't. And then LeBron, like, you know, he got drafted to the Cavs. And then like three years after that, I moved to Chicago and I was like becoming an adult. And then he was making the finals and we would, I would go with these two friends of mine from Akron and Cleveland. And like, we'd go to the bar and we would be like so excited about it. And I just like, I was like, Oh, this is killing me again, you know, but, and it brought me back in and then he left and I was very sad about it. And I just like, couldn't watch basketball because I just couldn't watch him play for a different team. But in retrospect now, like I realized like he had to win those rings for those rings that he won in Miami or for Akron. They're not for Cleveland (laughs) and like (laughs) Cleveland people can be mad at me all they want, but those are for Akron. And like, I tweeted that a couple weeks ago that like, Hey, did you get some backlash? No, 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 no. No, good, no. Good. I was just like, hey, this might be something that I, is a hard truth to swallow, but I think those rings are for Akron, and like, I can be happy with that. He has that Akron tattooed right over here yeah. on his one shoulder. I think it's established. Established. Akron, 1984. I think I might get that same tattoo. Not on my shoulders, good. but I might get that same thing. Like that established same thing? Akron, That's pretty cool. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have? You have I few, only right? have two. I just have the two? state of Ohio, and I have my grandmother's signature on my arm. Cool, cool. And also, like, I watched, I don't know if you saw, but I posted it on Facebook, that commercial that he made when he came back, that Beats commercial. I did the see that. Song. I did see that. And you know what? I didn't like that song very much. I mean, when it came out, it was okay, but sure, it just yeah. got driven in the ground. But... I, I watched the commercial because as you said, the dress thing. So I wanted to go, oh, I want to see this yeah. dress. And um, I kind of, the song, I really dug the song with the, it, yeah. it was a good song I mean, when choice. That came, when that song came out and then I just like listened to it so much because uh, my, my grandmother was literally dying during that period. Like yeah. oh, he said wow. he was coming back. We talked about it. Cause she loved him too. Like she loved LeBron too. She was like, Oh, so that I was mean, a my, great song my grandmother was like, so 
she never she was so stern and like scottish and you know like first generation and all this stuff but um you know she was like oh i'm so i'm i'm so happy he's back you know just like so happy about it and then you know she died <laughs> she died five days after or five days before that commercial came out and this there's a street a at the bummer. very beginning it shows him and then it cuts to shots of akron there's a street that they show with like and that is literally the street that i drove every day to go see her in hospice when she oh, was dying. oh wow <laughs> yeah so it's a difficult commercial for me to watch Scott, yeah i can't even imagine um that's and that, so that made an Akron sign, and there's like a, a marquee that says "Welcome back, LeBron." The record there's a record store that I like helped my friends build that is right there. Like those are places that is where I'm from, and it is crazy to see that, you know. And it does it. It always felt great, but it feels amazing now. See, that's another reason I really uh, root for yourself and Cameron um, because I know you're going to give back to Akron. Oh yeah. You know, which is really I cool. just don't have anything to give back yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? course, Other than course, like yeah. wearing Akron shirts and talking about it. And I have to, t this is like a little secret that I told Andy Billman, but I'm going to put it on this podcast on our TV show that we're, we're making that is almost done. Uh, Cameron Esposito and I for CISO coming out August 11th, which is the day before my birthday. CISO is um, only $3.99 a month. It is only $3.99 totally, a month. Get it. Six episodes. You can watch them all at once. It's yeah, totally worth it. Jonah Ray's got a great show on there. Kulops, the uh, bajillion dollar properties, all great stuff. And $3.99, that's one beer. Okay. Yeah, Drink one, beer, one last beer a month yeah, one and last spend beer, that money one last at CISO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, we got a bunch of shirts from homage to wear because I wanted to wear like Ohio stuff and they sent us a Believeland sweatshirt and I didn't wear it on the show because I was like, Ooh, that feels a little, that's too much of a, I'm going to wear Ohio stuff, but that is a very specific one and I can't do it. And I wore that sweatshirt to an Indians angels game, which was the same night as the Cavs game and they lost. And I was like, Oh shit, I can't uh, wear this sweatshirt. But now you can, but now I can't, okay, now cool. it doesn't matter. But I, I, there is a joke in Cameron asked me like, Hey, was I, was I, was I rude to this person last night? And I say, I don't know. Does Cleveland always lose? <laughs> to say like yes you were and i was like this is good this is gonna do it it's gonna it's yeah. gonna do it and i put it in the show it's in the show and now like it's oh, gonna be this that line in the show yeah that's so the, cool the line is in the show and now the joke doesn't work and i like don't care i'm Who so cares? happy about it <laughs> people will know <laughs> yeah no people know? will know that's why yeah that's why i put it in there i was thinking you mentioned the 97 indians yes and you you remember where you were when that went down Honestly, I don't. I think I was at you home. You put out your memory, huh? Yeah, I think I can tell you where I was the first game of the 1995 World Series. I was in my best friend Lauren's basement watching it on her console television, and I remember um, uh, Bob Costas saying they were showing a shot of a Browns flag flying and an Indians flag flying, and they were like, "This is the first time this has happened since 1940s." We're this is the first time it's ever happened because <laughs> oh, wow. I don't even know how old the Browns are. I'm not like a huge football fan, but um, yeah, it was the first time. That's okay. And I remember just thinking I had like all my because I had uh, I was like really into baseball cards. I had collected all this stuff. I was like a huge Indians fan, and like just look, I was looking at my baseball cards, looking at the street, just like watching the whole game, just thinking like this, this is the best day of my life. It's one of the things I really do love about sports. And um, and wish the people who hated sports could kind of get. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not trying to recruit people. Enough sure. people like sports. I'm not trying to recruit more sports mm -hmm. fans, but uh, I really wish they could at least appreciate. It's it marks time in a way. Yes, it lifts communities. Yes, and that's why I wanted to know if you knew because think about this. You are always going to remember where you were when you oh, saw yeah. LeBron block Iguodala from behind. Yeah. You're going to remember where Kyrie where you were when you saw Kyrie hit that shot. You are for the rest of your life. You are going to remember that. 
Yeah. I, remember, I actually don't know if I saw the block when it happened because I was so stressed out. Oh, I saw Kyrie yeah. hit that three and I was, I stood up. I mean, I was in that chair and stood up and was like, oh my God. <laughs> was it just you and Cameron watching It was just here? me and Cameron and Murph. Does Murph bark when you get excited? Uh, he was so stressed for me. Okay. He was sitting on the ground staring at me like what, it, like his ears were back because he just could, because t- I wasn't even being loud or my anything. My dog does but, that too. And he just could tell like, she's not okay. <laughs> He was, and Cameron was like, uh, she just, she like got it, but she didn't get it. And she was getting stressed out by the way that LeBron was the pace and everything. And then I was like, you got to stop yelling. I can't, I can't actually get this far into it. And she was like, I understand. I understand. Um, I get super yeah. excited over a regular season baseball game. <laughs> yeah. just, just a couple days ago, it was over the weekend. The Cubs were playing the Nationals and they were down by a run. Rizzo hit a two run homer in yeah. the ninth. And I was just like, fuck, yeah, I got hell checked <laughs> yeah. up. And my dog immediately will jump up and start licking my yeah. face because she thinks there's something thinks wrong. You're, yeah. So I remember when the playoffs happened, I didn't have cable, so I had to go to bars to watch it because they're on TBS. Uh, I was kind of, I thought, oh, my dog would be freaking out right now. Yeah. Because you just, because she doesn't, you know, they're dogs. They don't understand. Yeah. They're just concerned. Oh, my, my, my mommy, my daddy's upset. I got to figure this <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. I'm so weird with my dog that I consider such a part of the family. I can't even say my master. Oh, sure. I can't consider myself. Yeah, yeah. no, not, we're friends. I'm we're not, pals. You're not Murph's owner. No, not at all. No, of not course at all. not. I will remember where I was because I watched, um, I can't even remember. I'm, I'm like so just riding high that like the stats of everything don't even matter. But um, w- the first game that LeBron put up 41. Um, it was game five. Thank you. Uh, Goodrich. It's Kyrie put on 41 yeah, too. It was an amazing yeah, it's, game. That's what's so crazy to me is that I cannot wait for some time to pass, like a, a good amount of time to pass, because everybody is so still steeped in the Golden State just mystique of like, oh, how do they do it? It's so effortless or whatever that like the the sheer amazingness of play by the Cavaliers in, in the last four games, people can't even see it yet. They can't even really see it for what it is. And like, that's okay because eventually they will. But like, it is, it, it, what LeBron James did is insane. You know, like, the, it was insane. It, it's insane. But that right hand slant where it goes, I mean, his arm went back to Akron. That's like how far <laughs> his arm went back. Before. And I, I just that. like stood up. I was like, <gasps> like, I, could, I couldn't even talk when that happened. And Goodrich was just like, Gah. like he couldn't get it. You know, we were just like amazed by that game. That and was I, fantastic. Yeah, that, I, that, that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. He, uh, he put on a show and it was, you're right. A lot of people are still kind of figuring out. I'm going to talk about this at some point. I'm going to let the dust, the dust settle. Yeah. Because Golden State made a couple mistakes, but really what it was was the Cavs playing so smart. Yes. Those last few games. The way LeBron, especially in Game 7, LeBron and Kyrie, for the most part, would attack the basket. Where mm-hmm. if you noticed, Curry and Clay were just constantly looking, how do I get back behind the three-point mm-hmm. line? A big play that goes, Kevin Love got trashed a lot during the series. Yes. Somewhat deservedly sure. so. He did have a nice game seven in which he, look, he's not really a scorer. They didn't need him no. to score. They needed him to rebound and play good D. Yes, and he did, and he did. He did a very yeah. good job of that. Yeah. Especially on Steph Curry in the final minute. There's mm-hmm. a play where Curry's trying to shake Love and Love's staying with yeah. him. And what was so dumb about that was that if Lo- Curry could have just blown right by him and gone to the basket. Mm-hmm. But he kept thinking the three. three, three they were three. really, they were, yeah. they were playing hero ball at the end when they didn't Absolutely, need to. Absolutely, yeah. They were playing like, I kept calling it carnival ball because it's just like, 
swishing from like you know trying to win a, a teddy bear or whatever because at your that girlfriend. point yeah at that point if they would if you would just win it for the layup they would have yeah. been within two and you still had all this time fundamentals left. they kept how kept many layups the clock. layups did the cavaliers make in game seven so many so many there were what like two dunks three dunks <laughs> i mean there's probably more than that but it was so many more layups of just like two points two points two points like get the points not the glory or whatever. And they were patient enough to wait for the switch. That was, yeah. so this is more of a knock on Steve Kerr as a coach who is a really, really good coach, but he, it was really dumb. I don't know if it was when Bogan went down, they just kind of lost the rim protector. So they mm-hmm. just kind of had to do, do these weird defensive shifts, but LeBron and Kyrie and, and JR, they were all very smart where they, they would run a pick. And just as soon as the weaker guy switched on him, they were yeah. like, all right, I'm taking you to the hole. Yeah. I remember at one point being thinking, Oh, Kyrie's playing this real smart because why would he go against, I don't know if it was Clay, who's a better defender than Curry. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just run him into the pick? And then once Steph Curry, um, once Curry's on me one-on-one, then I'll just take him off the ball. So they, they played smart basketball. Yeah. I don't know if that was Yeah, Tyron I mean, they, had, they had a foul to give with 10 seconds left. And I, I like, can't even – because the basketball I grew up on was just, like, bonus all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, you it was, know? Very, it was <laughs> a very physical game, Constant totally. bonus. And I, like – by the time it got to the end, I mean, I, I just, like, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I mean, Kyrie Irving hit that three, then LeBron went down, and when, when he got hurt, I was like, I, I, that was when I was, I was on the floor with my face on the carpet. And I don't yeah. know if you saw that picture that Cameron posted of me, but I was just like, look, I, I couldn't I take it. And then he made that, that second one, and I was like, we got it. We got it. But then at the same time, but I never said that because I'm a Cleveland fan. Like, you never say that we've got it because we don't have it until we literally have it. And, like, uh, then when they missed that three, I was like, I, I just like I couldn't even comprehend that we had won, and I think that's the same way that like LeBron <laughs> felt on the court of like his face and everything. I just and the way that Golden State lost in those last seconds is the way that we would always lose, and I think that is actually what is because Iguodala looked like so he had that yeah. easy layup. Uh, you know, I think I don't can't remember who missed on the other end. It might have been LeBron, but uh, that, which just shows you his heart because yeah. he I think he missed a dunk actually. Then he comes back. Did he? Or was it a well, layup or a I jump shot? I don't know. Shot? That dunk wasn't right before that because he wouldn't have had time to recover. Oh, yeah, because well, that was a content. Like there should have been that dunk that he missed was actually like they should have called a foul on that. It probably it was, looked like there was some contact. It wasn't there, right? just contested. It was, there was contact on okay, his they didn't call right it. hand. They didn't call it that time. So then he runs all the way back and gets the block. Yeah, I mean. I mean, and he was up from like the hash bar, like just he inside. From flew. I mean, it, he looks like a velociraptor. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like, it just probably about the size of oof, one. Yeah, I mean, six eight, two fifty. Well, a real one is only about the size of my dog, which is eight point eight pounds. Is that what a real velociraptor? In, in reality, yeah, they're more like the size of a small bird. They weren't like no, they big. weren't the size that they are in the movies. Well. You just ruined this whole I'm podcast. Sorry. For That's me. from another Chicago comic, Dan, Dan Telfer. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah, he had all those dinosaur facts for a yeah. while. Yeah. They're, oh, that sucks. I know. How did they have those huge nails, though? Didn't they find I fossils no of those massive I don't know. talons? I don't know. Or something? No idea. I mean, maybe they did have that just a gigantic talon, and they were super small. So like, were they realistically going to take on a T-Rex? No. Maybe right. a hundred of them. I know this podcast is supposed to be about the Cavs right now in Cleveland, <laughs> but I really want to get to the bottom. All right. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you off, <laughs> off the podcast on that, or I'll just hit up Dan. Um, yeah, so here's what I thought, too, just now. If they they got to redo the ending to Believe Land. Yes. I almost want it to be a different documentary. I mean, sure. same vein, you yeah. know? Call it. I mean, they'll make we another were, one. We were witnesses. Yeah. They'll make you another play it one. Off, you know, the whole, I like, I, I like the idea of playing it off more like LeBron. And they're going to yeah. be, there's going to be a 30. There's going to be a LeBron. 30 for 30 just about LeBron. Yeah. 10 about him, I'm sure, when yeah. it's all said and done. 
This is great, though, because I, I do like the idea that you're always going to remember where you were. Mm-hmm. You know, this is... Uh, I'm super bummed that I can't make it to Cleveland for the parade. I like, I really, like, I looked up flights and everything, but I just, I can't go because I'm um, trying to be my own version of LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean? I know. Like, I'm it's... trying to do uh, actual things, and so, like, I can't go. So, it's a good reason to not be able to go, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I could go. Sometimes you got to remind yourself, I, I left Akron so yeah, I could exactly. do these things. Bring some and, rings back. Yeah, you I mean, go. I have one ring already, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what a huge year this has been for Yeah, you. it is. A, yeah, no, it's a big deal. Did you get married in 2016 or at the end of 2015? 2015. 2015. Okay, but still, calendar year. Yeah, it's all within it's still, a calendar yeah. year, right? You haven't hit your one-year I mean, anniversary I, yet. Like, last week, I just met Edie Windsor, who uh, is the woman that uh, fought, fought the, yeah. the government. I saw. Where were you for that? I think I saw uh, that on I was your in Instagram. New York for, um, there's a, a lesbian political ac- action committee. So it's called LPAC. the LPAC. And uh, they were doing a Hillary fundraiser, and they had a bunch of, like, lesbians, queer women comics uh, on the show. So I got to meet Marsha Warfield, who is not only, like, a tremendous stand-up comic, but she also played Roz on Night Court. So that's, like, a huge... I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, Fortune Feimster was on the show. A great comic named Jess Tom, who's, like, coming up in San Francisco. She was great. Um, Karen Williams from Cleveland. She's a tremendous comic. Like, go see her if, if you get a chance. Uh, Cameron actually opened for her. Like, one of the times, first times Cameron ever opened. Oh, cool. For anybody was for Karen. Because um, her son is also a comic, whose name escapes me right now. But um, she's tremendous. And uh, also, uh, Judy Gold was on the show. Kate Clinton was hosting it. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one more comic, but I can't think of who it is. But um, but the headliner was Rosie O'Donnell. And so I got to meet Rosie O'Donnell, which ticks off another box on my A League of Their Own. Wow. So I really just have uh, Madonna, Tom Hanks, and Lori Petty left. That's it's all I doable. got, really. It's, it's doable. Yeah, it's totally doable. That'd be cool if you were like <laughs> totally a baseball doable. card sign. You got them all the autograph it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be so cool. Uh, but Rosie was like, she was so nice and so great. And uh, that was super great to, to meet them. But also, I, di- I didn't realize who was in the audience, but Edie Windsor was there. And uh, I got to meet her and shake her hand and uh, say thanks. And also got to meet Allison Bechtel and the woman who plays Allison Bechtel in Fun Home, which was like a huge deal. What movie is that? Uh, Alison Bechtel is the uh, person who wrote uh, Dykes to Watch Out For and Fun Home, which are two graphic novels. Fun and Fun Home oh, okay. is the is a musical that last year won a bunch of Tonys and was the first musical written by women to win Tonys for writing. Oh, that's ever. great. Great. Um, and I feel so, bad. Yeah. I've never heard of that. No, it's okay. You know the Bechtel test, which is the Yeah, the where movie the two thing? women talking to each yep, other? That is, she invented that. I know. I'm writing a screenplay. Yeah, and I, I was ashamed to say, I, like halfway into, it, I'm like, oh damn it, yeah. I didn't have. I was just writing off what I know. Sure, but if you, yeah, you've watched all these movies that came before that, so that's what your is in your brain as like, oh well, this makes sense. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's it's a lot of this like people, it's tough when you write about a true story too. I was trying to write, yeah, these, of these course. I mean, you just happened to me and my friends once upon a time. You take some characters that maybe were men and you turn them into women. Totally. You, know, you, like you just stretch the truth a little bit. Like you have to do that all the time in, in stories, even if you're trying to make something true to life. Like you just take a character that was supposed to be white and make him black. Yeah. <laughs> take a character that was a dude, make him a woman. You know, that's yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's cool. Uh yeah, wow, what a great weekend for you. So yeah, yeah, you're having a killer week. I'm having a great time. You gotta be careful. Yeah, for sure. If, if you stub your toe, no one's gonna feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah, sure. you've had a good week. Relax. <laughs> hey, Cameron's coming in. Uh, Murph's excited. Yeah, Should I pause it for a second? Yeah, let's pause I'll it. I'll pause. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Thanks for uh, bearing with us. Actually, people don't know when you pause it. I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah. They really don't know. 
But um, so you got to watch it with your with your lovely wife and your dog, which yes. is great. Uh, uh, which also I have to add uh, that at the end when they were doing all the press conferences, like I mean specifically LeBron was like you know the drive, the fumble, the shot the this that like everything like going through everything and cameron my wife turns to me she's like does everybody know all of these things and i said yes <laughs> like, if you're like, from cleveland yes. yes yes this is this has been the whole thing like every time you just go through every single one you're like there's another one <laughs> and the documentary believe land the one i think it was like a sports uh radio guy in cleveland he was mm-hmm. saying that it's embarrassing that every time there's a the something it mm-hmm. has to do with cleveland sports yeah yep. the fumble the drive the shot all mm-hmm. of this and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So that, Cleveland was really great. Even as not a Cleveland person, it really got me choked up a couple times where I was like, oh man, this is brutal because yeah. you see how connected and it's it's one of those towns. And we sh- always come back. We The fans don't leave, you know? Like that's another thing when I was watching uh, when uh, Golden State lost at home, what would that be game uh, four? I, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, they were losing in like the beginning, of, I almost said the top of the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Just not... Not the right way to say that. Sure. And people were leaving. Their fans were leaving because they were losing by 30. And I was like, Cleveland fans would never leave. They do not leave. Like, they would stay and watch the loss. Because, like, that. and that was when I was like, we deserve this. We deserve this more. Like, we absolutely do. Like, they had a great season. They play well. But we deserve this. All right. Going off of <laughs> okay. that, you're going to find this hilarious. So, I watched the game. Uh, Ryan Dalton, who is a huge mm-hmm. Cleveland guy, yes. who I think I might have to do a two-parter for my – Cleveland Cavaliers championship coverage because it was such a big moment. So yeah, maybe do I'll an Akron on. one, do a Cleveland do one. Because it's I'll like talk slightly to him. And different. He, and he's got some of the Browns pain he could uh, reflect yeah. on. Yeah. Because uh, the part in Believe Land where they show how the Browns just picked up and went to Baltimore is pretty ridiculous. Oh, my God. I mean, I remember yeah. that. That was every day in Cleveland. That's that was what, like, and, what? And even though I wasn't like some big football fan or Browns fan or anything, like that was, I mean, it was still brutal. Like, you know, what kind of person does that? He hold every I mean, day. It was like every day in the press. The we're, not we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, with players who were basically were all Browns. Yeah, that whole team was yeah. a Browns team that won yeah. the Super Bowl. So yeah, that's got to hurt. It really did. So I'll get him on to reflect on that. But we're watching the game, and a couple comedians were rooting for Golden State. Yeah, so which telling, is and I told you yeah. before when you told me that, and I was like, oh, thank God, because I didn't go because I was like, I don't know, I'm superstitious. Also, I don't want anybody to see me this angry or this happy which i was thinking it's going to be angry probably <laughs> yeah. i just didn't know but like i just didn't want to embarrass myself or feel like i couldn't experience it the way i wanted to but then when you told me there were like golden state fans there i was like oh well i'm so glad i didn't so go glad, right because I, I could not i was at bridgetown the comedy festival and they were playing it in the like green room and like nobody was rooting for cleveland everybody was like boo lebron specifically lebron like just lebron haters and i was like i gotta get out of here because i specifically well, love that guy like i love him so much obviously well Rhea, so lebron right now on instagram has been saying stuff to his haters so is there anything specifically you don't have to name names but do you want to say something you want to say kiss my ass to those people you i just say, say a little something i just think you, like, you know what i would say <laughs> and it's not even gloating it's just like and i said this already but like you're wrong sure you're actually wrong and look at why you're wrong just think about why. Sometimes that's more satisfying. Yeah, just to tell it absolutely is. Because like I love watching Golden State be pissed and say, "Oh, this shit's rigged." Like if you think it's rigged, go back and watch the first half. Yeah. Because you did not get calls either. It was not rigged. You no, know? that's like, just and that that is like say. the lamest thing you can it's, say. It's a pretty lame excuse. Uh, it's something that happens a lot. And in that's why I'm not even. Too. I don't even have to gloat because they're like they've given themselves enough 
crap to just like, well, you you guys go ahead and make if yourselves look bad. I don't I don't have enough to do rope it. to hang themselves. Yeah. The thing is, so I I agree with you. I don't think I could stomach watching a game, a game that big, a game mm-hmm. seven. If it was game mm-hmm. seven of the World Series and the Cubs were in it, mm-hmm. and there were people around me who were rooting for the other team, I would lose. Yeah, it. yeah I would, I would probably it's fight. Too, it's and so that's it's not a good thing much. either. Yeah. And uh, Al Jackson, uh, do you know Al? I do know Al. Such a funny so great, comedian. so funny. Such a cool dude. He was really funny because Chris Red, who's a good buddy of mine, mm-hmm. but I was he was like, I'm rooting for Golden State. And that's another thing about Dalton. I give him so much credit. I could not have those I couldn't have the enemies in my own home. I couldn't do it. Oh, my I could home. not do it at all. I couldn't be at a bar, let alone have them in my no. eating my chicken. Yeah. You know, eating yeah, my no. drinking my uh, booze. And uh, Al Jackson was like, Oh yeah, let's root for Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Let's root for the two rich kids who oh, grew yeah. up with professional exactly. coaches from the age of their birth. Yeah. From their birth. Both of their dads were in the NBA. Yeah. So they grew up their whole lives. They with had dads. Profession they had dads, which is number one in advantage. They had dads. And they also had their professional athlete fathers teaching yeah. them how to play the game. Yeah. So their whole life and there's vo- there's video footage of both uh, Steph and Clay when they were little kids playing with other NBA players like in the shoot around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, getting yeah. tutelage from the greatest athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to root for those two little rich kids, but yeah. you're not going to root for this kid from Akron, Ohio, yeah. who's overcome so many odds. He came just from him and his mom. Does he have siblings? Nothing. Does he have brothers uh, and sisters? No. Just an only child? Yeah, he's just an only child mom. just like me. Well, see, oh, man. <laughs> just another kid from Akron. Just a kid from Akron. I mean, that's the operative two things is I, my wife hates it when I say this, but like rich kids, man. That's I love watching those rich kids lose. That whole arena is just rich kids. And um, there's a lot of rich people going to Cleveland games, of course. But, like, I mean, there's something – there's baseline, you know, blue collar in Cleveland. It's different, you know. It's just – in Akron especially. There's, I mean, there's rich kids in Akron. I was not a rich kid. And so, like, I love watching that. I mean, he talks – he was like, I grew up in poverty. I grew up seeing things I never want my three kids to see. And, like, I relate to that hard, you know. And, like, I am so glad that one – that that – that person got to win finally. I told Cameron that, that the great. other day. I was like, "We never win. I come from a place where we lose. Like I, we lose. Like just board baseline lose." She's so just talking to you and seeing the impact and the the way your face lights <laughs> sure. up when you keep saying like, "Just the, you just said we never, we never, we always lose." But you said it with this smile in your eyes, where it's like, "But we won this yeah, time." But like, we won, and and that's enough. And that's and when you're saying rich kids, and when I'm saying rich kids, we're not knocking. There's a lot of sure. great yeah, rich yeah. kids out there. But when it comes to the world of sports, you have to understand a championship means more to the to poor kids and middle class kids. Yeah, look at Rudy. Way more. Yeah, you look, know, like just, he didn't win a championship or anything. But look at that story. Like, why do people relate to that? That kid came from nothing. Yeah, to get into Notre Dame and went to Holy Cross and like busted kid. his ass off. You know, it's like. It's it's just a, it's a great story and yeah he's rich now but he's still he's still that kid he's still the, I always you know. say Americans you know a couple election cycles ago or not even probably the last election this was a, a current recurring theme they like to say that Americans don't like rich people mm-hmm. it's like no Americans love rich people we don't yeah. like the rich people who are candidate or it was it was born with a silver spoon in their yeah. mouth and again we're not saying those aren't good people mm-hmm. uh, that, that they can't become good people sure. or aren't, aren't naturally it's just one of those things where I'm like listen though you don't get it it's just not the same this <laughs> at the end of the day you're going back to your Laura Ashley Canopy, canopy <laughs> bed or yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, that's the only brand. That's of a very I know. specific so, reference. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I think someone. I think I'm taking that from a friend of mine. Someone has that in, in a joke. I yeah, think. no, it's uh, it's perfect. Because otherwise, I, I don't know betting brands. Yeah, Kate Spade. I Kate don't know. Kate Spade. That's one I, got, I would never have guessed that next though. And you're going back to that. You're going back to your your lace curtain and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And these kids aren't. They're yeah. going back to you know. Um, 
And something else that LeBron was saying, uh, you know, they asked him specifically about Akron. I mean, he was in train wreck. Amy Schumer asked him, hey, where do you want to have this premiere? He said, Akron. He could have had it anywhere. Oh, totally. Hometown. And, like, he also said, you know, there was something about I will always give back to Akron because there was a point where Akron saw something special in me and they saw a possibility. They said, hey, this kid might make it. Let's leave him alone. And that is a real thing, you know. And, like, he respects that about that town and they believed it. That town believed in him, and they always will, you know? That's, and, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I will say this. You mentioned train wreck. I'll, I, LeBron James, to me, second greatest basketball player ever, but he's definitely a better actor than Michael Jordan. Oh, absolutely. I think <laughs> he's, he is so funny he's, in that he's movie. He's a better actor than, uh, yeah, so he's going to be in the next Space Jam. No, he was good. He was very yeah, good in train wreck. and he gives Akron a shout-out in that with that, that Bill Hader bit where he's like, come to Akron, man. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, why not? He's like, well, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not like the same as – Miami. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> like, a good I love bit, yeah. that. It's yeah, he so played good. that real well. Yeah, you know, what do you mean? It's, it's pretty good though. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He didn't overdo that, which Not was great. Not at all. Uh, well, Ria, I'm I'm so stoked for you. And Thank you. I mean, I feel like I could I could talk about this forever. So if you want to have another follow up in like a month, and I probably will. Well, I want to get you in. back on a base, but I like I like to have you on as often as possible because you give a lot of different perspectives. Yeah, I yeah. Um, on a lot of things, and I think you're really well. We could talk about this, or should we save this for the summer? We were we wanted to talk about the Cleveland Indians baseball team. Oh yeah, who are mm-hmm. they're doing? They're playing really well. 30, 39 and thirty right yeah. now. I mean, I think First they're half place game in the up. Central. Yeah, the Royals are nipping at the their Royals heels. are coming Interesting back. Interesting enough, but... though, if the season ended, both teams make the playoffs because the yep. Royals have a wild card. Yes. So right there, you're you're in great shape. Mm-hmm. Um, teams looking really strong. I mean, like it would be what poetic justice would it be, Joe, for the Cubs to face the Cleveland Indians in the World Series? I don't. You're, what your dog doing right now is the most, is super cute. He's adorable. Murph is putting both his paws around your hand that's holding the microphone, almost <laughs> as if he's like, "I got something to say about I gotta, this." Yeah. He wants to chime in and talk. Yeah. Uh, I kind of don't want it to happen. I, I hey man, Only neither because, do I. I because <laughs> I don't want us. I want the Cubs when they win the World Series to beat some. I always dreamed of us beating the Yankees. I mean, yeah, I would love to watch them beat the. I, it won't be the Yankees, but I mean, I would. Here's the thing: Kansas City the got theirs. Very excited for Kansas City to win theirs. So, like, if they beat the defending world champs, so great. You know, that would be, like, a perfect... Yeah, I would be okay with if we beat the Royals. And then the Royals are going to the World Series three years in a row. But, you know, I guess... Yeah, I mean, it, like, <laughs> it would be a difficult one to watch if they had to play Baltimore. You know, it's like Baltimore, the city Texas itself. has never won one. Yeah, but I hate the won. Rangers, so I wouldn't give a shit. Okay, well, there you go. Well, maybe yeah, <laughs> I've I, always hated the Rangers. I'm okay with that, then. <laughs> I'll hate anyone we face because we're fit. they're in our yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, out of my way. Yeah. I mean, don't you know? I'll just make the, we just have to make this promise to each other. If they play each other, let's stay friends. We will stay friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. Well, here's my thing with sports fans. If you grew up, the only sports fans I've ever hated were people who root for a team in which I'm like, you have no business. Like I, I used to know. Um, like if someone would root against their dad's team on purpose, I was like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah, it does. Like, oh, just yeah. to give the old man a hard time. I'm like, "That's not. That's terrible." That, what are you? Or when I mean, like, I'm lucky my dad doesn't give a shit about sports, so that's nice. I don't have to. <laughs> or like, a, or especially when I played them, he did not care. Oh, <laughs> so that's why I relate to LeBron James, man. It would be like meeting a Pittsburgh Steelers fan in Cleveland. Oh yeah, you're born and raised in Cleveland. You like the Steelers? And oh like, yeah, yeah, because the Steelers win. So yeah, I started rooting for. I, I met I a lot of those that. people. I don't care about the Browns that much, but like that. 
pisses me off. Like, that I don't can't, wear that shit here. Totally, I can't. Or like I used to meet Packers fans in in Chicago, where <laughs> I'm like, why? And they're like, well, they're better. And I'm like, don't. That's not Gross. how that goes. I yeah. I just like even you know last week. I know we're wrapping up, but like um, when the Orlando hate crime shooting happened. Uh, and then there were, I think, only two teams that showed consistent. And what I mean, every team showed support of of that happening and was very specific about it. But wh- what I uh, some teams did better than others. So, some teams, like true. specifically the Oakland Athletics, they all had a moment of silence before and, the game. Yeah, every yeah. every team did, which is appreciated. But it's Pride Month, and all these teams were having Pride nights, and the Athletics were having a Pride night, and then the Tampa Bay Rays change their twitter avatars to have rainbows in them and like that is something that is a huge deal especially in sports because um uh talking about lgbt issues like billy bean in in the mlb like it is a problem like there are there are male athletes that cannot come out because they feel like they'll lose their jobs it's a big deal for these teams to show very specific consistent support that stays on their public profile that people see when they tweet every time whether they're tweeting about it or not yeah and so that to me was like a big show of support and i was like i don't know maybe i got a new team because i'm conflicted about the cleveland indians even their name is difficult obviously it needs to change we need to get rid of wahoo completely we need to change the team name that's what i believe yeah i, I, I know that's you, my team i don't want to see it change but at the same time it needs to what like, you I said do want reminded to me of it because i was when we were walking but up I, the stairs my, my ultimate thing was i can't <laughs> I can't do it. No matter how much I say, like, oh, I love, you know, I love the Cubs. Well, you're fighting for quality, I, I like can't you're do saying, it. and then yeah. you're rooting for a team that's where, Absolutely. where you got. Well, what you said really. But I also can't, I can't abandon my teams, you know? Like, I've never had, I've never had a, a, a non-Cavs baseball hat. I've never had, I mean, I have a, a Chicago Bulls shirt because it's like a childhood shirt, but. Other than that, well, you married like, into like a I Bulls said, family. I did, so. but I just would never. <laughs> you get leniency there. I get, I can never leave them. No, I get that. They, they've it's, never it's, left it's me. It's part so. of who you are and everything. And I I mentioned to you, I'm like, what about what if they became like the Cleveland Tribe? Would that be better? But then mm-hmm. you made a good point. It'll still have. You'll still have. You know, it's, it's so close still have frat that it would still bring it over. Indian yeah. headdre- Native American headdresses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, and I did talk about that with some other people at the party. They were like, yeah, I wonder what they could change their name to. And, and then someone's like, what about the Cleveland Warriors? Which was funny because we they were playing the Golden State Warriors. They were yeah. trying to figure out what honored. And I thought about the how the Indians got the team name, which I mentioned to you before. Mm-hmm. They were the Spiders and they became the Indians because yes. at the time. They were also the Cleveland Blues before that. That's which true. Which I think would be a great It could go back to name. the Blues. They also... Because um, they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We all know Rock and Roll came out of the Blues. So, like, it's kind of perfect. They should do something off the Rock or and like Roll the Hall of Fame. I mean, the Cleveland Rockers were their WNBA team, which, by the way, was one of the most uh, fantastic sports games I've ever seen in my life when they were playing in uh, the final or trying to get in the finals or whatever like just a great game I went to see the Rockers at it's still Gund Arena at the time now it's the Q but oh uh, cool cool they could just be the, the they Cleveland could be the Rockers, Rockers. Yeah, why not I mean, yeah I don't know. Why they could not? keep the same colors and everything yeah uh yeah, I think when they named them the Indians, I think there was good intentions behind that, but I'm yep. sure they weren't. It's a different thinking, time. Yeah, it's totally different. Because good time, intentions in the 30s or whatever is not the same good intentions now. You know, like yeah. you can't carry that over. It's a different time, so you have to change. With no, the time. and and I really get annoyed when fans get, but that's what they've been. I mean, yeah, that's what you've known. That's what a they've lot been of things different have names. Been. <laughs> the Cubs were once called the Whales. Yeah. They were called the the orphans, and they were called the White Stockings, yeah. And then the White Socks, and they're like, well, this is stupid. They, they, I think they became the Cubs in like 1905, 
five or something, yeah. I know four or something like that. You've had different team names. Yeah, that's been the Cubs the longest, and you know, obviously, there's been other teams that keep it the same way. But teams leave cities; they yeah. change names constantly. I mean, they took the devil out of the Devil Rays because right. some Christian rights groups, I'm sure, went nuts in Southern Florida. Yeah, that's got to be the reason why they changed. Absolutely. That. Yeah. Because why else would you? Right. It yeah, that's got to be, gotta that be the only. That's the only reason. Uh, yeah, Oakland did a great job uh, honoring Orlando, and so did um, Tampa. Did a really good job. Uh, I was going to mention something about Oakland specifically. I can't remember exactly yeah. what I was going to say, but they, they did a good job. Uh, all the teams did some support. I did see before the, the Cubs were in Washington at the time, it was also flag day. So they brought out a big rainbow flag mm-hmm. and, and, and stretched that out. Oh, Oakland cool. had that first pitch. Maybe that's what you were going to say, where they had members of the LGBT community stand from uh, the bullpen all the way up to the mound. That and they is what I was going to mention. Ball, Thank you. Which and is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in baseball. Well, what I was going to add to that is the Oakland A's also have a nice little track record of being progressive because mm-hmm. your good friend who I only got to meet the one time, Justine oh, yeah. threw uh, batting practice for she them. She did. Well, she threw batting practice for the Cleveland Indians. Oh, I thought she actually. threw for the A's. She was a visiting coach for the A's because oh, they do that. They right. bring in coaches from all around the world, but they're the first team to ever have a female coach. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. I so she's were... had those two firsts. Okay. Um, but I'm still, glad you still super me. progressive. No, so yeah, I'm glad uh, it's still good on the A's. But yeah, I'm her glad batting you... practice jersey is in Cooperstown for throwing. Uh, oh, that's really cool. Really cool. BP, because she's also from Cleveland. So I'll definitely have you back on, of course, because everyone loves having you. Uh, people love your uh, your takes on things, and um, and I know you're gonna have a great summer. Thanks, man. It's gonna be so keep, great. Because I'm going, I'm going back to Ohio. I should give this high. shout out if anybody's listening in Ohio. I'm gonna be at Hilarities in Cleveland, just down the street from Jacobs Field and Gundarina, which is from my era, so that's what I call it. Uh, at Hilarities on 824, and then 825 through 826 or seven, I'll be in Columbus for the Arch City Festival. Um, so come to those. Oh, hell yeah. And be then, there. Then I'm going to be in Akron for like a week enjoying my family and all the LeBron shit. I can't wait to see the statue. Oh, okay. And, and <laughs> I realized that too. I was like, oh my God, there's going to be a statue now. <laughs> and when you get that tattoo, we're going to have you back on too. Yeah, for I sure. I want to know if you get that Absolutely. Made in Akron tattoo. Uh, yeah, I'm getting that and a baseball tattoo. Awesome. Uh, thank you uh, uh, to Rhea Butcher. Congratulations Thanks, again. I'm so excited. It's I so hope great. to one day feel what you feel. <laughs> I mean, I know I've felt, I, like, I think I wanted to hint on this or touch on this. I only remember the 98 championship. I remember yeah. the Bulls winning, but 98, I specifically remember where I was right. because I accidentally elbowed my sister in the face. <laughs> Seriously, when Jordan hit the shot, I jumped yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. And my elbow, she was too close to me, and I elbowed oh, her. No. So that's why I always remember that too. And my dad yeah. kind of yelled at me, and I'm like, "Well, she was too close." Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I remember where I was for the Blackhawks Cups, but I, I definitely want that feeling of I've always been baseball has always been my number one. Yeah, I fell in love with the Cubs from day one. So hopefully, uh, you and I could celebrate that in October. And Absolutely. I'll definitely have you on again throughout the summer. Uh, for Rhea Butcher, I'm Joe Kilgallen. Thank you for listening to Comedians Talking Sports. There weren't like good. Ben was in Lyle, right? Yeah, and there yeah. were good. There, the women's basketball team was always really good, and then the men's soccer team. But other than that, it was like for kind of like studious nerd kids. Oh, okay, cool. And so there, were, and then he was like the one dude that was really good at sports, and I had like bleach blonde hair and wore a choker and had like a black eye for a significant portion of. Why'd you have a black eye? I got hit in the face with a pool ball okay cool <laughs> anyway okay. my point is my point is exactly who you think did you play sports in high school yeah basketball soccer and i swam
Oh, great. I was the captain of the swim team, actually. That's cool. Pretty good at swimming. Um, Pretty badass. Three sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally a badass. Uh, you, and you know, she's very good at baseball. I mean, I have. You, she hasn't played, played. You know, I saw you. But you, she has natural movement. Like, she could pitch. I mean, she has like a natural slider. I think I saw, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you post a video of you two playing catch on like Instagram? I mean, I'm sure we did. We, last summer, Rhea taught me how to hold a baseball i know that sounds so stupid but i played softball when i was a kid and i didn't know like how you're supposed to grip yeah a baseball. on the seams and stuff like that and yeah totally stuff. and it's once that motion. was happening it was like amazing <laughs> I, it was so much fun because i could actually throw it and we brought our mitts when we toured together and everything it was really fun I might also let you guys continue to podcast oh no that's great no we just wanted to include I you i didn't mean to like steal been you. a really no, fun pop in yeah you Just know, really, pinch hitter. to add to the softball, really, this is the safer motion. Oh, that, yeah, that, it's that a natural crazy, motion. That really is how everybody should be throwing. It's a natural, it's a more natural done. way for our arms to throw. But, yeah. My arm's done. Do, I threw do a guy you know up. the Mythbusters thing where they did, like, they disproved the uh, throw like a girl thing? I've been talking about this so much. No, I didn't. But to, like, they did, all, obviously, in Myth, Mythbusters fashion, they did all this research with all different ages of kids, uh, and to to see if it, and they just like couldn't figure out a consistent way because it's such a it, you know it's very hard to be like everyone throws slightly different you know so then they finally figured out they took um, similarly aged uh, college softball pitcher and a college baseball pitcher and then they had them throw with their off hand because you cannot transfer yeah. skill from one arm to the other because throwing at that level is a tra- you've trained to do that you've been doing it all your life and they threw exactly the same they, with with the exception of like slightly look- different velocity but their motion was the same yeah they both so they're throwing with the arm that they don't pitch with and then they both threw the same way because so they, they never learned to do it with that arm of so course, it's yeah. just a new they have everything up here but this isn't the do they both look ridiculous? Yeah. Because people always look they weird when they're exactly throwing. They look exactly the same. With, you know, yeah. you throw it the opposite. I don't. And so it's not a thing. It's just that girls aren't taught how to throw as early as boys are. So that's why girls typically don't know how to throw the way boys do because boys have been taught how to throw. You know that you throw, you play ball like a girl is, I think, one of the, someone had like a top 10 baseball movies lines yeah. and that's in there. All right. I know. I hate that. I'm surprised they put that in I, there. Because that movie's got my, enough good lines. I know. My, my top five, and I, I I understand why it's in there, but my top five like summer-based movies, and somebody was like, I can't believe the Sandlot's not in there. And I was like, well, it's not in there because of the you play ball like a girl comment. Like, Have you seen the I third still like one, the movie. The third sign. There's Sandlot? a Sandlot 3 that went straight no. to like Netflix. <laughs> and I... Uh, I wanted to check it out, and mm-hmm. it's it's a, a woman's a star of it. Great. Well, then yeah. I'll check it out. You should check it out. <laughs> I fell asleep watching it, though, because I yep. put it on at like 2 a.m. Sure. I don't think I was sober. But we do want to review. This is a new thing I've been doing. It's not new. I've actually been doing it for a few months, but it's mm-hmm. new to you since yes. you were last on the podcast. Uh, we review a 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, you chose Bo, Bo Jackson's. Yep. And Bo I have knows. to come back because this month in whatever season they're in, there's a Believeland episode. Did I already yeah, just you mention sent that me in the, the podcast? You sent but me the link to I it. I want to talk about that one. I would love to have you back on for that as well. Can, yeah, because totally. I feel like it'll be right right in my You're the house. third Cleveland sportsman. I've had Ryan Dalton, uh, mm-hmm. Jason Lahad, and yourself. Yeah. And uh, I and love talking to Cleveland sports fans. Yeah. I also, you make me feel better about the Cubs for some reason. I, yeah, it's, it's as painful it's, it's as the Cubs perfect. are. I have to remind myself I had the Bulls. It's a perfect combo. Blackhawks. Yeah. So I we, really we should. don't have anything. And I also I I didn't mention this up top, but um, in terms of my like 
you know, whatever. It could be interpreted as like flip floppedness or whatever. Like I'm still an Indians fan, but at this point, like they could lose all the games. <laughs> they could lose 162 games. And if they didn't, weren't called the Indians and they didn't have Chief Wahoo as the mascot, I would be like, yay. <laughs> like, because I just, as an adult at the age that I'm at, I like just can't. And especially this year, like with all the Trump stuff, there was a like a Cleveland Trump rally and there was a video going around about of like a white guy yelling at black women to go back to Africa. And he had uh. a Chief Wahoo hat on. And I was like, there it goes. That's it. Like, I haven't worn that. And I, I barely even call them the Indians. I just say, like, oh, I'm a Cleveland fan because it just like it just feels bad. You know, it just like should be different. And as much as I've been a fan of that team my whole life and like I see that logo and I think of my childhood, like I also see that logo. and I'm like, that's. Awful. <laughs> Aren't they starting to go away from it more, though, as they, a team? I thought they were starting to. They haven't completely. But, but you know what? The thing is, a lot they more said the it's C a hat. secondary logo, but I watch them often, and they still have the logo on their, you know, if you're right-handed, it's on your sleeve that you see on screen when you're pitching. And they wear the Wahoo hats all the time. And the C hat is so much better. Like, I like the, the logo I, I like a lot the, C, the font of the C is cool. It's, it's an old version when they used to be the Cleveland Blues. Oh, okay. The, the, the hat looked like that. And they've had it before. And you, as the I think, too, did I talk about this with you on the last time? There's the, the history to the re reason they're called the Indians. Mm -hmm. I think would have been okay if they didn't make that ridiculous. Because the logo is offensive. It's, it's a yeah. red human being. It's really bad. It's super red face. That at and at the this big point, smile. doesn't even look like a person. I, I think which they were, I think is what's yeah, so. They were going for you, a drunk Indian. Yeah. And if you look back through the evolution of it, it gets even worse the further back you go. Oh, I can't imagine how bad it was back <laughs> so, then. But that's anyway. what they were going for. And I know the um, the story is they originally called the Cleveland Spiders. Mm -hmm. And the team hated the name, or not the team, but the city itself. We're mm -hmm. like, the Spiders? Nobody likes Spiders. Why are we the Spiders? <laughs> yeah. This is horrible. And at the time, their best player was Native American. Yep. So they wanted to do to pay like respect to him. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. But I don't think he would have been cool with the whole... No, the not cartoon aspect and the chief Wahoo and the yeah. I mean his name's Wahoo, you know. Yeah. And then like it's a bunch of white people dressing up and saying like tribe and it's just like it's not it's just not cool. You know? And I remember I'm only thinking of that recently because I was what every March to get into baseball season I watch baseball movies. Yep. I was watching Major League, which I still love as a mm -hmm. movie and always will. Uh, does he does the announcer? Oh no, Bob Buecher's the Brewers announcer. But in that movie, he says home run off the reservation. Yeah. Right. So off yeah. the reservation, yeah. a grand slam. It's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, that's that's probably. I bet we're ten years away from that. Yeah, it's crazy that it will take that long. But it, it's crazy it's just, that anything takes as long I as know. it does in anything. I mean, there's a team called the Rays for crying out loud. Like yeah, because they had the to take name. the devil out. Sure, of course. Yeah, I picked How, the worst one. Yeah. But there's a team called the Diamondbacks. There's a team. You know, like just change change the name. I It'll know. be fine. How Everyone will be fine. Maybe we'll win. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. And plus, I, I was joking saying if the Washington Redskins became like the Washington Warriors or something, you mm -hmm. know, just whatever, change it, all of their fans would buy the new stuff because yes. that's what fans do. And, and then, if you're then the so old stuff's the worth a little money you just, then. You just yeah. keep it. Have it at your house and just like have it at your house and wear it if you want to wear it and be a jerk or don't. You know, like it's like not that big of a deal. Nobody wants to change. And what's really infuriating about the – those two controversies with the sports teams is that you have people who aren't fans of the team that need to butt into it. Of course. Yeah. I, I remember seeing people on my Facebook feed being like, Oh, who gives a shit? They're called the Redskins. I'm like, you shouldn't, you're not a Redskins yeah, fan. It doesn't have what, anything you to know do who it. should care? Native Americans mm -hmm. who are reminded of 
genocide from this horrible mm-hmm. team name that is clearly every racist. Sunday. Every, every Sunday. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. So Bo Jackson, though, let's celebrate yep. this great athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two-sport athlete. I thought one of my favorite things about the 30 for 30, there's always something in these documentaries that you just don't realize. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he chose baseball where he was a bigger baseball guy than football. Me neither. Because I usually you just assume they're bigger football guys, these guys. And yeah. baseball is their secondary sport. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers screwed him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, yeah, I'd like to go visit you guys. I'll talk with you guys, you know, uh, but I don't want it messing with my eligibility for baseball mm-hmm. season. And they go, yeah. oh, it, won't, it won't mess with it at all. Mm-hmm. They lied to him. They, yep. they pretty much knew. And this just shows how horrible, like, the NCAA could be sometimes and the NFL too, for that matter, even how back badly then. athletes are treated, really, because like, not not every athlete, but a lot of athletes like aren't necessarily like they're going to school to play sports, so like they don't necessarily have like people around them being like, this isn't a good idea, you know? <laughs> like they're they're getting out of their situation by playing sports at the college level, and they get an education, but then they get used a lot, and it's they get manipulated. Yeah. You know, I, I I recommend that documentary. I reviewed it a few months ago, or maybe a month ago. It was called "The Best It Ever Was." Mm-hmm. It's about a poor kid from the South, great football player. In, career ended but then he ended up uh what's his name again marcus dupree Mm -hmm. check that one if you've never seen it anyway though with bo jackson so he goes there he visits them turns out it does screw his eligibility Mm -hmm. and now he can't play the baseball season right and to that that was just it for him so tampa bay drafts him he goes i'm not playing for you guys Mm -hmm. which i respected yeah because it's you know some people would say no you got to go you got to go do you know you got to take the money no he stood by his principles so i'm not going to play for anybody like that and then went and played for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Which w- was crazy. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you remember this part from the documentary. That was an old, uh, can I even feel, this <laughs> is my white guilt, but that's what they were called. This old Negro League player mm-hmm. was there for Bo Jackson's showcase at mm-hmm. Kauffman Stadium. And he wasn't even watching Bo. He was talking, someone was asking him about Satchel Page or something. And you know, then he, he just heard talking. it. He's like, yeah, you remember that? He's like yeah. 93. He just, he heard, he stopped. And I love that. It's yeah. just so cool to me. It like this gives just, me chills when yeah, you just did that. These guys who have that ability to be like, mm-hmm. I could tell by the sound. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in that movie uh, at Paul Newman's and where you could tell by the, the pool shooter's break. The Hustler? The Hustler. How, mm-hmm. He's like, I haven't heard a break like that since, you know, Johnny Cincinnati or, or whatever. Yeah, or are you talking about Color Money? Think, which is the which one? sequel of, of the, Hustler, the Hustler, right? Basically, I yeah. think it was the Color of Money then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so he said, I haven't heard a sound off the bat. There's only two other people I've ever heard make a sound that powerful off the bat. Josh Gibson mm-hmm. and Babe Ruth. Yeah. I mean, he named the two greatest power hitters of all time at yep. that time. Well, no, Hank Aaron actually just passed Ruth. But as far as Still. pure yep. power, mm-hmm. Ruth and Josh Gibson are the two guys that everyone always says. Like if Josh Gibson had played in Major League Baseball, he would have had more home runs than Hank Aaron and probably Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. And Hank Aaron's amazing, don't get me wrong, but he was just always 40 home runs, 40 home runs, 40 home runs every single year <laughs> yeah. where Ruth would hit 60 and then 59 and 54 mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, yeah, it was just incredible. And then the, the... The the thing that really stuck out to me in that documentary, because <clears throat> it's been a minute since I watched it, but, um, and I mean, I was born in 82, so I was aware of Bo Jackson and I was young too, but... Um, there's a point where I think like Rich Eisen and some other like sports center dudes are just like, and it was like, he wasn't even there. Like they were talking about how, like how, how much of a blip he was, but he wasn't, but he felt like one, but he wasn't. And I remember being like, yeah, that's how I feel. And it's like such a weird phenomenon that like such a tremendous athlete became a blip for some reason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking in so many ways but he was such a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. 
in the sen- and at, at a time where there was already a couple. Well, and, and this was Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky. Like, yeah, but it was right before Michael Jackson happened. Or Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. For a second, I I'm just like, said the wrong name. He got hurt in 91. Dangerous would have came out. That, that album wasn't <laughs> yeah. as good as Bad or Thriller. Sure. No, um, uh, yeah, no, that's true. He, it was like he set the 85, table for it or something. Yeah, he, that whole, yeah, because he was the first big, um, Jordan pretty much made Nike what it is. Mm-hmm. But he was Nike's first yeah. big contract. He was like the beta test. Yeah, they got Jordan cheap. Yeah, Nike, but Nike and the ad campaign, the Bo knows. Yeah. I don't think there'll ever be another no. sports ad campaign as good as that. Bo knows this. Bo knows that. It was it was amazing. And then they had like celebrity. He was he was a phenom. He was yeah. that was just showed you though that late '80s culture though of um, the horrible pants. What were those called? Zubas. Zubas. Yeah. I always whenever I picture Bo, I had a friend who had that poster. It was a real classic poster of Bo Jackson where he had. Like his football helmet on, and mm-hmm. he was holding like the baseball bat like on his shoulder. And then with pads. Yeah, and he had the pads no too, shirt, I think, with though. the base. No yeah. shirt. And which was popular too, even. I think even when he had like a practice jersey. Yeah. I feel like men in the eighties were always oh, yeah. showing the midriff. Oh, always. It was a big look for guys in yeah, the eighties showing like, off their navel. Power lifting and stuff. It was very funny. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> uh definitely highly recommend that one. Um he's right now living in a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's trying to live a quiet life. Yeah, he shows my up at White wife Sox that was things. just on the podcast went to school with his kids. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess he would be out in like those Western yeah. suburbs out that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Totally cool. Yeah. And he's in archery. You were talking about yeah. Gina Davis archery. Yeah, he's in like the... into, doesn't he hunt boar or something like that? Yeah. Or am I mixing that up where he like, there's he like some hunt, story. He might hunt, but I thought I saw him doing he... archery. Yeah. I don't know if he was hunting. Maybe he was hunting. Yeah. That doesn't. I think he's really into hunting. That wouldn't surprise me. Crossbow or something. His injury though, that hip, when they show, yeah. they show it like almost an animation of it coming out of the socket and how blood rushes into it at that mm-hmm. point. I had, I broke my leg. So any leg injury at all, I get real queasy. Yeah, oh yeah. I had to actually pause it and then like fast forward just a little bit through yeah. that chunk. It's not great. But I liked, uh, I liked because everyone I knew who played football, even if they played baseball, they were just everyone. I, I was, baseball is my favorite sport. And a lot of my friends like football better. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I could, from that documentary, I could be mm-hmm. like, you know, Bo Jackson liked baseball better. Yeah, he liked baseball. Because I think they assume that football's the best and everything else is second. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, oh, this guy was one of the greatest football players in that four or five year period there, and he still didn't even like his the sport. He that didn't he was even best like at. it. No. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that. I wonder that. about Dion, though. What's... Dion, I think, liked football better. Yeah, I think he did too. Because Dion would, as soon as. There's the, another Atlanta Brave. Right yeah, there. the Braves weren't in it in September. He would go off and play football. Yeah. Where Bo Jackson played the whole baseball season, then would join. Mm-hmm. They had like guys on the Raiders talking about. It. I was like, yeah, he would just show up at camp with no <laughs> preseason at all, yeah. and then run all over us and kill us in practice. Yeah. And then that week start on that Sunday. I think one season the baseball season ended, and he only had like three. He only practiced like three times with the Raiders. <laughs> Started on Sunday, 150 yards and two touchdowns. That's insane. He's he's the best. Yeah. Uh, Rhea, besides on Instagram, which we mm-hmm. already talked about, you killing it. What else could people look out for? Uh, well, they can look out for the show that Cameron already mentioned, uh, and comes then it comes out in August, August 11th on CISO, and that is three ninety nine, I think, a month. So you could, you know, you could buy it and then just watch all the show and then just get rid of it if you want. If you're like, yeah. if you think three ninety nine is too much, three ninety nine. Come have on, plenty so it's, of stuff. Three ninety nine is the one beer. Have it's, one less yeah, beer a month. It's the only place you can find all of Monty Python, and it's fully remastered in HD. Old so SNL episodes, I yeah. believe, like and every NBC thing, a lot of BBC stuff that's never even aired here. So and. Tons of original content, like Jonah Ray made his own show. 
bajillion dollar properties by Kulop and uh, Scott Ackerman. So like tons of great stuff on there. Uh, then also uh, I have an al- album coming out on Kill Rockstars. Rock I don't have the Stars, date nice. yet, but I think it's going to be around August 19th. So, so August is going to be your birthday. going to be yeah. a big month for you. Yeah, big month for me. And I'm not going to give it away, but I, you've shown me the merch, and I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very excited it's, for I'm it. Gonna, I have the hat. I'm going to show it to you. Oh, I can't in wait. In person. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Joe. It was uh, so much fun. Love having you on. Hopefully, I'll have you on again. We'll talk about that other documentary. Let's we'll talk get, about we'll that get other bigger one. into that one. Yeah. We kind of, we. And we, we'll get more we into this season today. of baseball. We'll talk about that. But oh, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with baseball. Yeah, you know that. I, me too. Um, for those of you who listen who are like, hey, how come you didn't cover the hockey playoffs? I apologize. I'm going to get to that next mm-hmm. week. We'll talk more about that. I mean, the Blackhawks aren't in it. So I know. So I'm sad and I'm a little bitter when it's like, you know, I didn't get invited to the party. I'm not going to talk about your party. <laughs> exactly. uh, but there was a couple of game seven today. So I'll get to that next week. You could uh, review the podcast on iTunes. It really does go a long way. Uh, thank you for that. On behalf of Rhea Butcher, you should follow on Twitter at Rhea Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Joe Kilgown. Follow me at Joe Kilgown. Thanks for listening to Comedians Talking Sports.